Okay, I've got a question. What do an untimely power outage, paleontology, and custom cabinetry have in common? Well, somehow, believe it or not, they are all key plot points in 2022's Destined at Christmas. We've got a lot to talk about, Josh. We absolutely do, Jennifer, and we will unwrap it all on this episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? friends i'm jennifer and i'm josh and wow we have had some technical hurdles this evening jennifer (laughs) yes we have i guess we are not professional yet but we are trying to be we are getting there and thankfully we've got a fun one to talk about tonight we've got 2022's brand new film great american christmas destined at christmas and i think for the sake of time and simply because zoom might cut us off We should just go ahead and get straight to the IMDb on this one and get into the conversation. Let's do it. Let's dive right in. So here's the IMDb synopsis. And this is how it is written. Kim and Theo meet on Black Friday shopping and there is a spark between them, but the couple gets separated due to panic. Both of them doesn't forget each other and try to search with little information. Can destiny bring them back together? I had to love that. I mean, my gosh. (laughs) I double checked it to make sure it wasn't a typo, but that's just, that's as it was written. You know, and it's, it's very fitting that it, they would write that that way. I think. (laughs) Absolutely. So when you read this, does Destiny bring them back together? I'm on pins and needles to find out. I wonder. So when you read this one, what did you think about this film going in? Well, so I drafted this one in our yes. draft. So I was actually high on this one. I think it's a cute idea. I love a meet cute. And I've seen them all. Usually they bump into each other, you know, and slip on an icy patch in the snow. So this is a little bit of a different take on that. I love the Black Friday aspect. And I was excited to see it. And it's all always, right. there's a lot of buildup for the first movie of the year. It's like that first sip of cocoa when it hits your mouth. Mm. So yeah. I was very excited. What yeah. about you? I was too. I think the plot sounded interesting to me. I was intrigued by this concept of them spending more time in the movie apart from one another than actually together. And I was interested to see like how that would play out and whether it would work in a movie. So let's just go ahead and get into it. Josh, did your movie have an intro beforehand with Candace Cameron Bure reading Twas the Night Before Christmas? Listen, I wrote several times in my notes just how much we saw of Candace Cameron Bure. I'm actually surprised she wasn't in the credits on this movie. G.A. Family, is that what we're calling them now? They have her in every commercial break. It is very clear that they are trying to make her the queen of Christmas this Christmas season. She was already the queen of Christmas, but they are very proud to uh, prance her around as the the queen of GAF. GAF. (laughs) Which I don't really like those. (laughs) Those initials are not great. Gap. (laughs) Sam or something else. Um, But yes, and at one point she says, welcome home to great American family. (laughs) As though we've been wandering the streets willy-nilly until now. Exactly. Vagrants. Vagrants Vagrants. over at Hallmark. And finally we've (laughs) made it home. (laughs) 
There's definitely a movie war at stake here, and I'm here for it. I am too. <laughs> the I drama. Think it's it's going to get feisty, I can tell. Anyway, this I movie starts, and we get a lot of stock Winter Wonderland footage out of the gate, and we see lines and lines of people, and then there's a hot cocoa moment. And so we see these two folks are two heroes of the film female lead male lead and they are waiting in line for black friday and he wants hot cocoa doesn't have the proper change she buys him his hot cocoa which is a nice gesture i thought Mm -hmm. she i believe is loaded with money because there are a few things she does in this movie that i'm like girl you don't know him that well but you're poor like put your little dinosaur wallet away it's okay Yeah. So Kim, just so you know, out of the gate is a paleontologist and Theo is a carpenter. Now, these are pieces that fall into place as we go throughout the rest of the movie. But from the get go, the two of them like each other. And that is obvious. They have an instant connection. I got to know, Jennifer, did you buy that connection? Did you did you feel it? Did. I like that they kind of got right to it. Usually there's more build up before they meet one another in these movies. I kind of like, I mean, like you said, right after the credits were over, we're getting our leads. We're figuring out how they met. And I thought it was really cute. And they had good banter. I like the good banter. I thought so too. It wasn't too flirty. It was appropriately flirty. And I actually believed it. I thought it was pretty good. So anyway, they go for an all night shopathon and they wind up having breakfast at an all night diner. There's some really flirty family talk and they, buy some ornaments at a cute little kiosk and talk about dinosaurs because of course she's a paleontologist and also talk about their favorite Christmas gifts. It's really obvious from Go that they're pretty into each other. But there is a lot of talking here and very little action, very little stuff actually happening. I thought it was a lot of dialogue in the first first third of the movie. They just kind of had the only visual difference is little transitions visually like a blur mm-hmm. effect to go from when oh they're still talking now they're talking by the fire pit now they're talking at the ornament kiosk and they're just gabbing the night away which I like I think when you really like somebody and maybe I can't speak for you but when I knew me and my husband were on our first official date we talked the entire night I probably talked more than him let's be real because I talk a lot but we both talked a lot you get to know each other really well and you don't want the night to end so I think that was really relatable and it helped build that foundation of their relationship which I thought was really sweet. I thought so too. And they were very, very obviously doing this thing where they wanted you to cheer for this couple from the very first few minutes of this movie, which I thought was pretty good. They very much wanted you to cheer for them from the very start of this movie and get on board with them as a couple. And I was here for it. So we get the two of them. They go to what I think look like a Dick Sporting Goods on a local version kind of situation. The Road Academy Sports, yeah. Either or. <laughs> Either or. And lo and behold, there's a power outage. And somehow, even though there's what, maybe about 45, 50 people in the store, they lose track of each other. And therein lies the big plot point of this entire movie. Fun fact, I was in a Target on one Black Friday and I don't even remember what I was buying. It was not anything that I really had to fight for, not a Tecumi Elmo or anything, but the power went out. I was in line. I had been in line for a long time. I was in the makeup section in line. Power went out, generator, emergency lights were on. I stayed. I stuck it out. 
You're not going to get me to get out of the academy sports if I were them. No, no, no. But she yeah, I think they got separated woman. initially because he he was trying to figure out how to ask her out and ask for her number. And he was kind of, there was this little scene of him awkwardly trying to figure out how to do that and make that move. And then the power went out. Which is weird for a man who is probably, what, 42, 43 years old in this movie, having a hard time asking a woman for his phone number. I don't well, know. presumably he'd been married and they have a child and he is divorced for a few years. So maybe he's been out of the dating game for a while. Yeah, also, fun fact, the daughter is really his real life daughter in this movie. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, they did a little like Instagram video together. It was very sweet. So that uh-huh. makes me like it more. I did notice that he liked one of our posts on our Instagram feed, which I mean... If you're going to go for the gold in our gold or coal segment, that is an easy way to win yourself some gold pretty quickly. Great American Family liked our (laughs) post and shared our post about it, too. So thanks, Great American Family. We see you. We see you. Exactly. So somehow they lose each other. It's really kind of a sad moment because already at this point in the movie, I was like, oh, I like them as a couple. And then they lost each other. So cut to Kim's family. They're decorating for Christmas. Cut to Theo's house. They're trying to set him up with this woman named Sharon who seems very nice but it's obvious that he's just not into her at all who is Sharon though how is she related to the sister-in-law yeah so I think Sharon is like a friend of the sister-in-law or maybe I thought she was the sister-in-law's sister sister okay that's what it was yeah there was some sort of family connection there where it seemed yeah it was a little cringy listen we're both from West Virginia so we get the the, (laughs) the jokes are on the table the jokes are there (laughs) but that's just that weirds me out i can't handle that that's above the threshold it was above the threshold yeah Yeah. so what we're getting in this point of the movie is just sort of their related network of family and friends right so we're back at kim's house there's some present talk about the doll because apparently both kim and theo wanted the same doll early on in the movie Kim was able to buy it. Theo was like, oh, I lost out and it's for my daughter. And Kim gives him this doll, which is sort of like the big toy of the season. So it was a really sweet moment. It was a, a knockoff American Girl doll is what Basically. I wrote down. It was, yeah. And yeah, she just gives it to him. He's like, oh no, how much do I owe you? Oh, don't worry about it. Money bags, Kim, put the dinosaur wallet away. Yeah, I guess paleontology is where it's at in 2022, apparently. Good to know. Yeah. So cut to Theo's. They're working on a gingerbread house there. And it's very clear that he's very handsy and arts and craftsy and that sort of thing. We get Kim's classroom now at the college or museum or something. She's a professor of some sort. It was a little unclear. Yeah, she was a teacher writing papers, but she's also works at the museum. And I guess she wears many hats. Yeah, as many paleontologists do. So the ex-boyfriend, Zach, shows up and he's there to apologize. And she's like, eh, no, when he asks for a do-over. And already I'm like, I don't like this guy. (laughs) I wrote, Zach, boo. And then there's a quote where Kim tells the sister, the, her sister-in-law, every word Theo said, I drink it up. Oh, I don't really need that either. Put your straw much. away, Kim. It's a little much. I get that you're thirsty, Kim. It's a little much. Yeah. Anyway, so Kim's mom is not really ultimately supportive of her effort to sort of track down Theo. And she says, oh, you're probably just in the holiday spirit when Kim's talking about her interest in Theo. 
and then they tell her. The mom is Team Zach for sure. Yeah, the mom is Team Zach, and then they're like, "Well, if he means so much to you, then go find him." And so, you know, in 2022, if you were trying to find someone, presumably in a small town with a kind of unique first name, you'd probably do what, Jennifer? First, I would do a Google search. I would look at Facebook. I would look at Insta, Twitter, LinkedIn. Then I'd just do flat out Google. Then I'd ask around the people I know in town. But no, our little stalkers here don't stalk that way. They go straight to the creepy stalk. They leveled up their stock. They go to the ornament kiosk. Is was my favorite. That Thea goes to the ornament kiosk, and the worker says that she can't look up Kim's transaction or her name because it's a financial security issue. Mm. And then at some point, she also goes to the sporting goods store and convinces the manager to let her review the surveillance video. Which I well, thought was the power outage surged the videos before they could be saved to the cloud. I guess <laughs> they must have had technical issues as well, Josh. We're in good One of company. Those, you know, it is that season of the year after all. Anyway, so Kim does some low grade stalking at the gingerbread competition that Theo's competing in with his daughter. He does some low grade stalking at the ornament stand, as Jennifer mentioned. Kim's sister in law helps her brainstorm what she remembers about Theo and then she ultimately swings by the cafe where they had their early morning breakfast that too turns out to be a dead end doesn't really work and it's the same thing at the ornament kiosk and whoopsie do she's late for a tour that she's supposed to give which interestingly enough Theo's daughter is on a school field trip getting a tour from Kim. So we start to get these overlaps in their story, which are kind of these chance run-ins, which I thought were pretty fun little nods in the next part of the movie. Absolutely. There for a while, it was getting a little dry for me with the Mm -hmm. stalking avenues. I was like, okay, we need something else. And so once they started to kind of intertwine and be these ships passing in the night, I liked that a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so after Kim goes to the store, to see if she can look at the surveillance video. I wrote in my notes during the commercial breaks, wow, there are a lot of commercials here for Medicare-related things and arthritis. And I have to wonder, and, Jennifer, are we the target demographic for this movie? <laughs> well, there was also a, a new cat litter commercial I saw. And they, you are the target there. You guys have some cats. My elf so. ears are perked on that one. Yeah, for sure. But everything else, yeah, we're, I don't know that we're the demographic, but hey, it's okay. It's okay. We're here for it anyway. So Kim's ex... She agrees to go on a date with him. He shows up at her house and he apologizes at dinner and she's still really not sure about it. She winds up going, and I thought this was a little cringy. She goes to the homeless shelter where Theo volunteers every Not to volunteer. Not to volunteer, but to check the logs of volunteers to see if she can find out who Theo is. And I was watching that and I just thought, it's a little yeah i didn't like it it, it felt a little like skeevy a little but in the end she ends up saying to volunteer so they turned it around they did turn it around and then there's this play that apparently every year kim goes to with her family in town and at the last second her niece is sick and so kim volunteers to take the niece home and so that was going to be the big run-in because theo's going to take his daughter there well kim leaves with her niece 
just as Theo's showing up with his daughter. And lo and behold, Kim's mom gives Theo, not knowing who he is, tickets to see the show, which I thought was pretty cool. I do have a question. If your child is sick with a fever and maybe a stomach issue, would you let somebody else take her home to care for her while you stay for a date night at the Christmas Carol? No, I certainly wouldn't. They were like, no. oh, you'll take her? Great. That's fine. <laughs> we're going to hoop it up. It's Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. If she barfs, just let us know. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically the message we got from them. Yeah. <laughs> Theo, also a great parent here, drops off his daughter at his brother's house. And Ashley, the little girl, runs off to the playground and runs into Kim. And so basically, while Theo's brother and his wife, because they're having a baby, they're talking about all the baby stuff that's stressing them out they totally lose track of their niece who's off on a playground and she runs into Kim, of all people, of course. Oh goodness, it was Kim. Yeah, seriously. Really taking a turn. Right? So cut to Theo's house. There's a strong talking to. And Theo's basically like, how could you lose my daughter? Which, of course, reasonable, you know. Checks out. Ashley's just like, Dad, just take me to the museum. And at this point in the movie, I'm like, please just take her to the museum. Like we're ready for this yeah. to sort of- Let's have them reconnect already. Yeah. At this agreed. point, yes, let's move it along. Cut to Kim. She goes to Zach's new house and he's putting the hard sell on big time. And it turns out he basically bought a house to try to convince Kim that he's serious about her. And I was like, what? <laughs> This is not the first time this trope has happened. It's a trope now. People love major real estate investments in order to woo somebody. And I've never done that. You know, I feel like if you got to go that far, maybe it's not really love, guys. It just seems like, like maybe a hefty buy investment. an ornament, a even buy an investment. American Girl doll, Something. buy some dinner. Good no, nothing great requires escrow. <laughs> There's a, a lot of paperwork that goes into it. I mean, my goodness. Like that alone should make you turned off from that. But anyways, I know. who did the cabinetry, Josh? Well, shocker, Theo. Hmm. Custom cabinetry. There you have it. Our boy did the cabinetry in the not boyfriend Zach's house. I like that. I was like, <laughs> that's the one to my audible gasp. Who did the cabinetry? I know. Yeah, right. I did the same. I thought it was, it was a subtle. Good... I didn't catch it at first, but I noticed I the didn't either. Trial, and I was like, oh, I've been in this kitchen already mm -hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. And it was a good oh, surprise, cute. I thought. Yeah. So cut to the museum because Theo decides he is going to take his daughter there. And what we get is basically the closest run in that we've had to date, which I was like, oh, so close yet so far. If only one of them had a perfume or a cologne that was noticeable enough, they would have known that the other one had been there. I know. Close. I know. Anyway, so Kim's mom decides to invite Zach to dinner. He drops the name Theo, and instantly Kim's like, huh? And she runs off with her sister-in-law, Googles him, which I'm like, girl, why didn't you do that 10 seconds into this quest? And discovers first entry in Google, of course, is Theo Cabinetry, Theo Carpentry. And I'm like, well, duh, let's move it along. So she goes there the next day, and Theo is there, but so is Sharon. Ugh, Sharon. She shows up Sharon. to bring him lunch, trying to win him over. And Kim sees them through the window, and she's like, bummed out. So 
it's kind of that one moment where it's like, oh, it's not going to work out after all. So yeah, she was very sad, very sad, but she still agrees to go to the big Santa send off. And lo and behold, Theo and his daughter are there. The daughter sees Kim, runs after her. Theo's there. And we get basically the moment we've been waiting an hour and a half for. They meet, they kiss. And then I wrote, poor Zach. Because Zach was there that night, just standing with her family who loves him, while his, who he thinks, girlfriend, is kissing another dude. I'm not team Zach, but... It hurt a little bit. We didn't address it in the movie, though. We just kind of yada yada Zach out of the And picture. we didn't we didn't address the Sharon piece either because she was there too. Well, at least he had told Sharon he was interested in her as a friend only. So Sharon right. knew what was up. I'm sure it still hurt her feelings, but yeah, Zach thought they were in a relationship and on a date that night. I still thought it was a little too unresolved for my liking. But anyway, we did get a nice epilogue. They're both wearing these big blingy wedding bands. And there is sort of a nice fake out when they cut to the epilogue and she's holding a baby. And I was like, they had a baby that quickly? Okay. Yeah, it says cut to one year later. And I was like, doing the math. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I thought that that was pretty funny. But yeah, they have three stockings hung. They're married and they're sickening. And then I thought it was a super abrupt ending. Yeah, it was just basically like, slam on the brakes, time's up, moving on. Okay, time for our gold or coal segment where we each give three gifts. If there's more gold, it's a jingle bell rock. If it's more coal, it's a total crock. And if it's a tie, (laughs) it's just a meh, free Christmas. Josh, I'm going to you first. What did you think? Sounds good. I'm going to give gold here. I thought that they actually had some pretty good chemistry. I liked the original moments that we got with them. And I found myself cheering for them throughout the movie, even though the plot was a little slow at points. I found myself cheering for them. Yes. Well, related to that, I do have some coal and it was that it's slow. I thought it was a super cute movie overall. I liked it to show my cards, but the it w- I don't know what else they could have done, but it was a little slow in the middle. It kind of was the same thing over and over again for conflict. Yeah. I'm also going to give some coal here because it bothered me that throughout this movie, the way they kept time was by using a countdown to Christmas clock, except they weren't using it the right way. They kept going up in the date instead of going down in the date to get closer to Christmas. And it bothered me every time they did it in this movie. Oh, they did do that, didn't they? They just moved it to like 23rd, 24th, 25th to count down Mm -hmm. to Christmas because as of Christmas Eve, that's the last clue they had about each other. They'd only talked about their life until Christmas Eve and who knows what they do for Arbor day so (laughs) that was the suspense there i guess yeah i'm gonna bring some gold i liked all the holiday traditions i liked the santa send-off i liked that the theo and his daughter um camp out in front of the fire they make gingerbread houses i was here for all that i love a holiday tradition yeah i also have some gold here i thought the kid actor in this who played ashley theo's daughter was really great i thought she did a really nice job she was believable she wasn't too saccharine like some of these kid actors can be i thought she was pretty great in this role which makes sense because she's really his daughter i guess i know that's a great fun fact good on them yeah and my last thing will be some gold i like the ships passing in the night story again it was Mm -hmm. a little it dragged out a little bit too much but it was different and it was fun and i liked seeing how every story kind of intertwined together so the bottom line here, we had more gold than coal. So overall, we definitely think this one is worth your time. We're going to call it a Jingle Bell Rock. You know, for the first outing for this holiday season from Great American Christmas, I thought this was a pretty good film, Jennifer. 
thought it was solid. And again, maybe at the end of the season, we'll look back and be like, uh, it might move down in our rankings a little bit because I do think I always inflate the beginning movies because I'm so excited for new content. Yeah. But as of today, I thought it was a solid movie. It was cute. It was simple. It was everything I want in these movies. It wasn't too complicated. It was great to wrap your presents to or do any holiday traditions with. And that, friends, is another episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? So glad to be back with brand new movies and a special thank to Nick Schwartz for our theme song and, of course, to you for listening. Hey, if you're enjoying our podcast, we'd really like to grow our audience, so be sure to review, subscribe, tell a friend. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Do You Watch What I Watch, so give us a follow, leave a comment. You can also connect with us on our website at doyouwatchwhatiwatch.com. So next time, we've got a new one from Hallmark coming your way. Yes, we do. It is We Wish You a Merry Christmas, and here is the lowdown from IMDb. This film follows a married couple having a hard time connecting. So to try to reconnect, they check into a cozy inn in a small town during the holiday season. A lot of fill in the blanks to do there, Jennifer. We're going to have much to discuss, but until then... May your days be merry and bright. We will see you next time.